This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another edition of the Did He Really Just Say That? The Word of the Lord. Well, three cheers for Jenny Thomas. That would be Virginia Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. More on this in a moment. But first, by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop the slippers. They are designed to wear indoors and outdoors all day long, and I do. They're made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and they're made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you will want to get some for the whole family. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code Jeff. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Those are fabulous too. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code Jeff. Now, as I was saying, three cheers for Ginny Thomas. Virginia Thomas, yes, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, is a decidedly well-known, very respected, and longtime conservative activist. Imagine that, a political activist married to a prominent government official. Oh, the humanity! Mrs. Thomas, Miss, Ms. Thomas, or Mrs. Thomas, has been smacked by the liberal media and others because she had the nerve, the nerve! to text Trump White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows in the aftermath of the November 2020 election, expressing her concern about the conduct of the election. News reports have the police state-style January 6th committee possibly issuing a subpoena for her to appear. There are no plans, though, to subpoena Speaker Nancy Pelosi or committee member Representative Jamie Raskin, both Democrats, both of whom had responsibilities for the security of the Capitol building, and failed big time. But that's another tale for another time. And not to be forgotten, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wants Justice Thomas to resign or be impeached because of his wife's text. Hmm. Perhaps America should see the text of AOC's boyfriend and see if she should be expelled for something he texted. Just asking. Now, the New York Times comes along and accuses Ginny Thomas of embracing, quote, conspiracy theories, unquote. The paper headlining, quote, in the aftermath of the 2020 presidential election, <clears throat> the wife of Justice Clarence Thomas was involved in a range of efforts to keep President Donald J. Trump in power, unquote. Oh, no, a political activist stood up for election integrity. The nerve. The Times story said this, quote, a hardline conservative activist, Ms. Thomas had long been viewed with suspicion by the Republican establishment, yet her influence had risen during the Trump administration, especially after Mr. Meadows, who, like Ms. Thomas, has roots in the Tea Party movement, became chief of staff. Now, an examination of her texts, woven together with recent revelations of the depth of her efforts to overturn the election, shows how firmly she was embedded in the conspiratorial fringe of right-wing politics, 
even as that fringe was drawing ever closer to the center of Republican power. The disclosures add urgency to questions about how Ms. Thomas may have leveraged her marriage to Justice Thomas, who would be ruling on election cases through, throughout the battle over the 2020 vote and beyond. As his wife agitated for Mr. Trump and his aides to turn aside the election results, Justice Thomas was Mr. Trump's staunchest ally on the Supreme Court and has remained so. This year, in January, the Times writes, he was the only justice who noted a dissent when the court allowed the release of records from the Trump White House related to the January 6th attack. Calls intensified this past week for Justice Thomas to step aside from such cases. Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat of Oregon, said on Friday that Justice Thomas, quote, needs to recuse himself from any case related to the January 6th investigation and should Donald Trump run again any case related to the 2024 election, unquote. Now, here's a side note. That call from Senator Wyden for Justice Thomas to recuse himself from any case related to the January 6th investigation is utterly typical of Washington hypocrisy. Take a look at this 2021 story by the New York Post on Senator Ron Wyden. The headline, U.S. Senator Ron Wyden boosts chip makers while his wife buys their shares. This gem of a story says that Senator Wyden has pushed legislation that directly benefits his wife who owns considerable shares of stock in the very semiconductor chip industry his legislation would benefit. And this guy has the nerve to lecture Justice and Mrs. Thomas? Seriously? What a joke. Note as well, the entire charge against Justice Thomas is that he must recuse himself from various cases before the court because of his wife's activism. Really? Really? Over there in the Wall Street Journal, the great columnist Jason Riley reminds us of the massive double standard involved here. Jason recalls the words of Stephen Gillers, a law professor at New York University and a so-called expert on legal ethics. I'm familiar with Professor Gillers, having written up his actual main concern, leftist legal activism, in my 2005 book, The Borking Rebellion, still available on Amazon. Back then, he was involved with left-wing interest groups trying to sabotage the nomination of a George W. Bush judicial nominee, whom I happen to know very well. As the saying goes, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Jason Riley reports this of Professor Giller's latest activities. In 2013, he writes, Giller's argued that, quote, we are long past the day when a wife's opinions are assumed to be the same as her husband's, unquote. He was arguing this successfully, I might add, because he was, quote, defending a decision by the late Judge Stephen Reinhardt of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, a liberal, not to recuse himself from a case involving the American Civil Liberties Union, even though Reinhardt's wife, Ramona Ripston, had served as executive director of the ACLU for Southern California. Ms. Ripton's opinions, Jason continues, views and public pronouncements of support for the district court opinion do not trigger any reasonable basis to question Judge Reinhardt's ability to honor his oath of office, unquote, asserted a friend of the court brief on behalf of Mr. Gillers and four others, quote, a contrary outcome would deem a judge's spouse unable to hold any position of advocacy, creating what amounts to a marriage penalty, unquote. Hmm. Now, Judge Reinhardt, you see, was a liberal, as was his activist wife. But now 
Mysteriously, suddenly, as Jason reports, Mr. Gillers and his partisan allies have changed their tune. Don't ask, don't tell is no longer an acceptable strategy for the Thomas's marriage, he's now telling reporters. Both, says Mr. Gillers, have crossed a line and deserve no benefit of the doubt. Unquote. <clears throat> really? Really? To anyone not wearing ideological blinders, as Jason Riley notes, Justice Thomas and his wife are just as deserving of the benefit of the doubt that Gillers gave to Reinhardt and his wife. Allow me to translate the rest of the Times article, which is the classic example of a hit piece. The New York Times is, in fact, a hardline, far-left newspaper. It cannot abide conservatives, and most particularly, it cannot abide a black man who was not a similarly inclined hardline leftist, like all those white liberals that run the paper. Justice Thomas long ago walked off the liberal plantation and has the audacity to think for himself. The Times hates him for it and always has. And note the line that, quote, Miss Thomas had long been viewed with suspicion by the Republican establishment, unquote. You don't say. That would be the same rhino wing of the GOP that hated Ronald Reagan in the day and Donald Trump now, and they hate Jenny Thomas too. Clearly, Mrs. Thomas is doing something right, or maybe I should say she's doing something correct as well. The hard fact here is that as with any other activist of any stripe, one can agree or disagree with their position on X, but to smear them and try to shut them down, to try and intimidate them into silence, simply because their spouse is a judge you don't like is not simply wrong, but decidedly un-American. I don't agree with the New York Times, but I don't want it shut down. I want the paper to have the same right as Jenny Thomas to speak freely, which makes the time attack, Times attack and the attacks of others on Jenny Thomas so sinister. From their far left perspective, what better way to target Justice Thomas than by attacking his wife? Mrs. Thomas, you see, belongs to a conservative group that had the post-election audacity to circulate a document that urged Republican state legislators in swing states to, quote, not abandon their constitutional responsibilities during a time such as this, unquote. O-M-G. A Supreme Court justice's wife wants the Constitution to be followed. The end of the world is nigh. As the Wall Street Journal has correctly noted of the recent Bob Woodward attack on Ginny Thomas in the Washington Post that featured, but of course, her leaked text, timing is all. Wrote the Wall Street Journal, quote, in an editorial, quote, the leak's timing suggests another purpose is to damage Justice Thomas as the Supreme Court is preparing to hand down major decisions on gun and abortion rights. And sure enough, the served up Woodward scoop was followed by demands that Justice Thomas resign, or at least recuse himself from cases involving the election, unquote. Well, exactly. And for the record, Jenny Thomas's text amounted to nothing more than urging the president not to concede. Said she in one text, quote, do not concede, unquote. Egads, get the smelling salts. Last month, as the attacks on the Thomases spilled out of the sewer, Former Reagan Attorney General Ed Meese and former Ohio Secretary of State Ken Blackwell zeroed in on just why the recent influx of hate targeting Justice and Mrs. Thomas. They said this, quote, The militant left is attacking the principled public service of Justice Clarence Thomas again, this time by targeting his wife, Ginny, in a malicious attempt to delegitimize Supreme Court decisions that are faithful to the original meaning of the Constitution, unquote. Bingo. 
These kind of attacks on Justice Thomas and his wife began from the instant his nomination to the court was announced in 1991. They wanted a black nominee to succeed retiring Justice Thurgood Marshall. They got one, but when they realized it was Clarence Thomas, a conservative, they went all out to try and disturb, destroy it. Now, that would be a full 31 years of this kind of garbage since 1991 that the Thomases have had to endure, which, God bless, they have done with grace, patience, humility, and a very large helping of old-fashioned patriotism. To underline how this game of target the conservative activist wife of a justice is played, let's recall how another New York Times story reported about a liberal activist wife of another government official, a liberal himself, was played. The story is quite a contrast. It appeared in February of 1993, and it was headlined this way. Settling in, First Lady, Hillary Clinton gets policy job and new office. The story reported lovingly this, quote, breaking decades of tradition, Hillary Rodham Clinton will set up shop in the West Wing of the White House alongside the president's senior staff members, where she will help formulate policy on health care and other domestic issues, White House officials said today. First ladies have customarily operated from the East Wing of the White House, where their official contributions limited to social duties or charitable causes. Dee Dee Myers, Mrs. Clint- Mr. Clinton's press secretary, said the first lady would have an office in the West Wing. Asked why, Ms. Myers said, because the president wanted her to be there, to work. She'll be working on a variety of domestic policy issues. She'll be there with other domestic policy advisors, unquote. Mrs. Clinton was right behind her husband when he made his first appearance in the Oval Office today, wrote the Times, between sessions of greeting the public together on their first full day in the White House. And in the first sign of Mrs. Clinton's role as a policymaker in the new administration, White House officials said today that she would supervise the drafting of a proposal to revamp the nation's health care system, unquote. Translation of all this? Not only was presidential spouse Hillary Clinton, like Supreme Court spouse Jenny Thomas, a political activist. No, she was far more than an activist like Jenny Thomas. In Hillary's case, the presidential activist spouse, quoting from the Times again, set up shop on the West Wing of the White House alongside the president's senior staff members, where she will help formulate policy on health care and other domestic issues. She'll be working on a variety of domestic policy issues. She'll be there with other domestic policy advisors, unquote. You got that? The liberal activist spouse of the liberal president of the United States was given her own office in the West Wing so she could, quote, help formulate policy on health care and other domestic issues, unquote. And the reaction of the Times and other liberals of the day, it was to swoon, to compliment her, to, dare I say, treasure her activism inside the government. Look, let's be crystal clear. Unlike Hillary Clinton, as stated clearly by Messrs. Meese and Blackwell, Ginny Thomas, quote, does not touch the courtroom arena. No matter how strongly she feels about a matter, she steps back if it moves toward litigation, even before it reaches the Supreme Court, unquote. Which is to say, Jenny Thomas doesn't have her own office in the Supreme Court as Hillary had hers in the White House. She holds zero official role as Hillary did in the White House. And if some situation out there on the political horizon heads in the court's direction, she, quote, steps back, unquote, from it. The bottom line in the smearing of Jenny Thomas it is to intimidate her and to intimidate her husband into silence. News flash, it ain't going to happen and it should never happen. So, 
three cheers for Ginny Thomas and another three for Justice Thomas and shame on their critics. For the word of the Lord, this is Jeffrey Lord. Stop by my website, thejeffreylord.com to catch up on the news and views. Thanks for coming. See you next time.